Gate 14 podcast, and I don't know if we've ever talked to you guys as listeners at a lower point in the Toronto Blue Jays season. But positive side, the gang's back together, the band's back together. Nice to have uh, Cali boy, surfer boy. It's surprised you're not wearing a fucking hookah necklace. Jeremy Roach is in the building. Jeremy, do you want to address the nation? How are you feeling? Because a lot of people are saying... Since your absence, the season went down to shit. So I, I'd love to have an address, addr- some sort of addressing of that. Yeah, I uh, deeply apologize for my showing. That was uh, that was back to uh, original Jr. when the real truthers came out. And you know what? Some people actually messaged me personally, were wondering when I was coming back on. Um, I talked to a couple people, but yeah, I mean it. <laughs> it's a pretty low point, so I had to make a showing. Uh, there was there was there was a time where I was gonna film on my kitchen table, which would have been probably just the worst view you'll ever see in your life. So at least we got a desk set up now, so we're ready to go, ready to fire. Jr. Uh, and Avery, how are you, man? I mean, uh, the you got no hit this weekend. Sick fucking coach, Avery Montoyo. How He's are you pitching feeling? coach, man. He's a pitching. Oh, coach. it's on. It's on. It's on the entire staff. Lead from the front. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had two hits in that game. So I don't know where the the no hitter. One there was a hit for sure. Um, but because you guys yeah. had two runs, I saw. Yes. Yeah, so, that, yeah. I wanted to sec- dissect that. How does that make sense? Um a lot of walks, I think. But uh yeah, just couldn't couldn't hit the first guy. Hats off to him. Second game um might have gone worse than the first. We blew a seven run lead in the last inning. That sounds awfully familiar, like a team we root for uh, last um, October. 8-1? Yeah. That a boy, Avery. Good. Wait, uh, I mean, <laughs> listen. This, this I could not be more down bad. Like, I, I was at Citizens Bank Park movie night. Bryce Harper's to my left. Trey Turner's to my right. The entire team with all their kids are there. And I am just nosedived into my phone just miserable watching the Toronto Blue Jays absolutely collapse and I like people probably think I'm just some sort of iPad kid probably makes sense but I'm married to the game and I just could not get my focus off of the pain and suffering that we had to watch this week absolutely pain and suffering before we go into that Avery's been sending a lot of shots at Johnny Junes on Twitter I'd love to discuss this uh you calculated my miles per tweet. You silenced me. You tried to put a muzzle on me. And then you pull up a, tw- uh, a Google ad about my hitting lessons. So no, let's no, just... So I didn't put that... You know I didn't put that up. Someone else sent that to me. Okay. But what happened there? Um, I forget what I... What did I tweet about that? The hitting lesson's so funny. Like, for work... <laughs> Mental skills? Yeah, we... So that... Um, <laughs> that bio that you have is if you watch lines of lunch stream 12 o'clock on twitch every day and you do um the command johnny i think you that bio comes up every time so it's just a very funny thing i'd seen it before but i guess the people hadn't seen the bio um of johnny's uh hitting skills for 36.99 or whatever it was um so for the small price the blue jays could help <laughs> fix their hitting that's what that's where what, so let's go into the tweets thing. What sparked that? I was trying to kill time on an eight hour fucking drive. I'm doing alone. 
and I'm catching strays here for no reason from Avery. I'm I'm mucking it up on Twitter, having a good time. I I was buzzed. The interactions were buzzing that day. Well, what's up with that? What's up with this little inter? What, what's up with this tweets per mile thing that 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 just that sparked in your head? So I was I was I look at my timeline like I'm doing work all day. This is Friday, Friday morning. You leave right? Yeah. And the tweet I'm I'm a bad tweet not tweeter but on Twitter while I drive like nonstop. It's bad. I'm going to get in an accident. I'm going to get something bad. So I need to stop it. But it's like right away, you start complaining about going on the drive by yourself. <laughs> and then I I finish some work stuff. I go back on Twitter. And my feed is just littered by Johnny tweets, which is fine. Like, As it should be. Yeah, As it should I like be. The algorithm is working. And I just couldn't believe the volume you were putting up while you were also driving in the car. It's what separates the small minnows to the big dogs at the gate 14 podcast. That's what separates the small from the big. And let so me then, make so this... then I went, then I went, um, <laughs> I was going to do tweets per kilometer, too many kilometers from Guelph to Philly. Oh, so, so yeah, you, you skewed, you, you, you did the, fa- you did the, uh, baseball nerds thing where it's like, how can I lie with numbers? That's I'm, what you did. I massaged the numbers. I didn't lie, but I, I massaged the numbers a little bit. A good so point. Miles instead of, and the fact that you tweeted every 13 miles that you drove is awesome. I, w- I should have calculated um, <laughs> like how many minutes that would be based on your speed because I know you're a pretty quick driver. Um, so that would have been awesome. And in your new car, too, you were definitely going faster than when you were driving your other car. Yes. So I think I should have done um, like tweets per minute, which you did. But That would have been electric. That would have been great. And listen, I I have no shame in it. You can so, mute me uh, if I'll you say want. the Johnny Junta business is the clicks business as well for my interactions. So if I make fun of Johnny and I have a good Johnny tweet, like the one today does fucking the, numbers. <laughs> the one today did numbers of you saying, because uh, I, I also kind of massage that one as well. I, yeah. I Cause said, you left out the game that I actually went to on last Saturday, but yeah, but that was, that was outside of a week. I was trying to hit a week span. So um, <laughs> that's, okay. that's an insane. I mean, when That's why I, the- I did send a text to Johnny before I tweeted that. I said, what Braves game did you go to and did they lose? <laughs> and he said, no, I went to the one on Saturday. They this is won. the thing, though. This is the thing. Like, uh, when when any of us are out of the country and we might have to call Cuts Clothing and just tell them to shit can JR, this team is terrible. Like, when you guys were out of the country, they got swept by the Boston Red Sox in a four-game series. I leave the country... The Jays get absolutely dog walked by the Baltimore Orioles. It just it, it never ends. I when we are not in Canada, the Toronto Blue Jays are quite literally the worst baseball team on the planet. Like, like it, it's sad to see. I mean, and Jared's going to be out of the country for the rest of the time. Sadly, I don't. Is the season done with Jared gone? I, I don't know. I really don't know. We'll, but we'll have to keep a close eye, or else, uh, yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, get on a flight, buddy. You're yeah. done. So the, the my tweet was Johnny Junta attended five major league baseball games this week. I didn't say five Blue Jay games because I know three of them were Phillies games. Yeah. So I kind of lied right away. I said I the Blue Jays lost every single one of those days. Which is true. It's it's, it's you're not wrong, dude. You and are not then wrong. I, and then I went kind of mean here. 
I said, back to the basement, four eyes, time to stream. <laughs> which is which led to a couple burners DMing me individually saying back to the basement, which <laughs> I guess that's just something that I will want to take. But yeah, it's just it, it, it's been a good weekend, man. It was a great weekend. Got to uh, uh, I'm leaving Tuesday. So tomorrow I get to watch our old flame, Guriel and Moreno, maybe try to talk them back into coming back to Toronto. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been a good week. I saw Schwarber today. I didn't, I didn't get to see him the last two days. He's obviously is with his wife and kid here and stuff like that. So I don't want to get in the way of that but i saw schwarber and he just this is the thing like this is how you know when you've just been grinding in the gym schwarber gave me the up and down look he's like johnny what's up buddy what's up like he just looked at me like he's he i fucked me i might <laughs> i might bring that up with him that i might mention that to him tomorrow that schwarber i fucked me tonight violated me um but yeah no it's great guys i mean being at that Phillies family dinner, I've never felt or family movie day i've never felt more out of place like it was just it was me and then it was like the the blankets beside me. It was like the Harpers, like Kayla, who was very nice, by the way. Kayla, Bryce, and all their kids and their nanny. And then Trey Turner's to my right with, with his wife and his kid. And then there's just this fucking four-eyed freak that has no relation to anyone Were you there. the oldest person there with no family yes. ties? Not even close. It was by a substantial did margin. You, the- did you squash your beef with Bryce? I we just He gave me a nod. He didn't really talk to me. So I, yeah, I don't know where I stand with Bryce, but no, it's, uh, can you go to your beef with Bryce Harper? The people need to know. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it was just a little beef. It's a little beef with Bryce. He just, we, we, we were playing, uh, Fortnite and, uh, I just like, it was, I, I, I don't remember what happened, but he's like, I don't, I don't, he, apparently he doesn't talk to people. He doesn't know on the mic. That's what the whole situation of it was. So I was just like, all right, this guy is like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't like this guy. But his wife is the nicest lady I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Kayla. She's like literally an angel. She's so nice. Um, she went out of her way to say like, hi, I'm Kayla. Nice to meet you. Like, I didn't already know who she was. Like, come on. Like, you're literally, you're, you're the wife of like the best player on the planet. Of course, I know who you are. But no, she was not. Yeah, it was, it was whatever. But I'll tell you what. Going down, like, so I always wait for Bryson outside of the, like the player's garage. And seeing these vehicles that some of these guys drive, I am a broke piece of shit. I need to get my bread up. I mean, I am seeing some of these cars. Everyone there has a brand new Dodge. Uh, what's those trucks? The Ram or whatever, whatever. The hot, the the those one, ab- the one above the Ram. They all have that. Every every single guy on the team has a lifted, fully loaded Ram, whatever it's called, SRX or TRX or the fuck it's called. It's like one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Everyone has that. And another thing that's underrated that I think we don't realize as fans. They get to eat whatever the hell they want. They just have chefs in there. Bryson brings out meals and stuff like this. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, you guys just have this in the clubhouse. They get unlimited whatever. Smoothies, meals. And it's wild. It's wild. And then yesterday, we went to this really nice restaurant in Philly. $100, by the way, to valet your vehicle there. Which is, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and uh, and we're eating there. And I'm just like, I'm looking around like everyone's in suits. Everyone's all that. I'm wearing like just this nice H&M t-shirt. And I'm just like, I've never felt more out of place. Like we need to get our bread up. We're broke boys. The Geek 14 pod, once it gets sent to the moon, once things start moving forward for us, no more of this little weasel restaurants, Avery, on road trips. We're eating at the top of the top $100 valet. Leave the dude the bill and just fucking leave. That's what we're going to be doing. So but I, would it like, just... I would like for you to find a picture of this restaurant you were at or something about it and then compare it to where we stayed in St. Louis. Um it's, just 
kind of to show you where where we're at, Johnny. It's it's Ocean. I think it's called the Ocean Restaurant. In did you did you act professional in the restaurant? Oh, I was very professional. Okay. I was very or, professional. Because like, I will I, be I could see you, you I, making comments. No, like, I didn't make any comments. I, okay. I you can ask Bryson. I think that's one thing with Bryson, like. In, in the in the back of Bryson's mind, he's probably just like Johnny. Just please act respectful. <laughs> and little, I'm, I know I'm respectful. Like I was just perfectly fine in the restaurant. I was a class act, good guy. Took my hat off when we were at the table. I just obviously, like I was raised as a good Italian boy. Um, but yeah, just like I, I just feel so uncomfortable at these places because I know in the back of my mind, I'm in my mother's basement screaming at Toronto Blue Jays games. And I'm just like, these people probably like, who the fuck is this guy? It was great food. I will say that. Great food. Um, and maybe JR, because JR is more like substantially more rich than me and you, Avery. At these rich restaurants, do you also see that the proportions are substantially smaller on the meals? Like you'll order a salmon and you'll get like a quarter of a salmon on top of like That's why rice. Rich people are so skinny, man. They do cocaine and they have no fucking portions to their meals. That but that's, that's something that's I noticed. Crazy. But it, it's true. I mean, one that comment of saying I'm substantially well, more rich than you guys is absurd to say. J- but... And JR JR would never go to those ritzy places to eat. If you know no, like, he, I love go going moose. I, I do agree that if I had money and I could go eat anywhere, like going to a steakhouse often would be like, I wouldn't want to go to like, I don't know, anywhere other than a steakhouse, like high end, really. Like, like you said, I think the portions get much smaller at those restaurants. Like I just went to uh, the Cheesecake Factory. And that's like the polar opposite. Those portions are just fucking massive. So Chris came to Sandy. Chris <laughs> came to California, and you guys went to the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. There's something with LA, and they just love the Cheesecake Factory. It's it's. I really don't good. get it. I don't it, get it. But I mean, look, we had it, and it was pretty fucking gas. So Jared, we haven't we haven't seen you in weeks. I need yeah. to know how the cross country road trip from Toronto. Yeah, because you got into Zins, right? You're a Zin guy now. Where are we at with this? I heard I'm hearing you're a Zin guy. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll break it down. Like I'm not gonna go too into details, but pretty much is we we drove to Chicago. Wrigley is is unbelievable. Like you can't match it. I mean, they get after it. Like it's literally a bar hop, like bar crawl, like outside, and like we went out after. And this place felt like it was a Saturday and it was a Tuesday, like live music, like everyone just getting after it. So like it was crazy. And Wrigley, what's surprising that you might not notice is like there's so much space with the seats. You get so much leg room there, which I it kind of shocked me. I think me. the opposite though, because it's an older stadium, right? You would think the opposite, but it was it was so surprising. The only downside of Wrigley is you can't like walk around. Like, you can't really walk around and watch the game. Like, you can't go to the outfield if you want to go to the outfield. You need seats there. The outfield is probably the best seats in the house. Like, it's cool. Like, there's there's just so much tradition there, and you can even tell, like, the players, like, take it in. Um, so, Wrigley was was awesome. Uh, then we went to Omaha, which nothing was there. We, we drove by the World Series field, which was bigger than I thought, to be honest. I didn't think it was that big. Uh, from the outside but looking driving by i was like holy fuck this is like an actual stadium um and then we went to denver we just saw the outside of course field it looked really cool like the way it was where it was located yeah and then I've been that there drive from denver to uh vegas was absurd like scenic 
Yeah, like crazy. Like you go through a blizzard and they have like six, uh, they have six plows like ready to go. And the next thing you know, it's like 30 and sunny. Like it's wild. And then that's when like, you know, I just took us in. And uh, oh, yeah. And this is like 80 <laughs> mile per hour roads, right? In the US. So you're going yeah. like 160 on the road. So I'm like, holy fuck. Like Kyle's like prepping me. He's like, yeah, you'll probably feel it a little bit. And I'm like, holy fuck, man. Like I feel like I got a massive head rush, but I can't tell if it's just from driving like 160 on the road through the scenic <laughs> road. And then like we went to this random gas station we had to take a detour we thought we we're gonna run out of gas and i got out of the car and no joke i felt like i was blackout drunk like i was stumbling out of the car and i zen? just real and i just realized that i just had a massive head rush but i was like actually like had to hold on the car when i was getting the gas like that's how fucked up this zen got me um you're not a nicotine guy, though. No, I'm not a nicotine guy, but I think I'll have to try it again. Just you got to be a Zen guy. I'm telling you, there's nothing more nails than throwing in a Zen. Well, I mean, yeah. you're a big coffee I could, guy. I feel like it could give you some little. I feel like extra I, boost. I think the Zens would help with like if I really needed to get down and work. Like that's why nicotine uh, could help. And then uh, we went to Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium was cool. Worst location you've ever seen in your fucking life. Oh yeah, that's you, what everyone like, says. Though. It's it's terrible. It's true. Everyone misses half the game. Um, That's kind of cool. Pe- Petco Park was up there competing against Wrigley. Because it's that like, nice, eh? it was so nice. You can walk around and then they have this gas lamp area where we went out and it's literally just streets blocked off and just bars. And you just go to bar to bar to bar. It's sick. No, yeah, so dude. Petco's, is, yeah. Petco's sick. Musgrove. Petco. Yeah. Pe- Petco's sick. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been a good week for the boys. I mean, I just had dinner with Alec Bohm and fucking Brandon Marsh. By the way, class acts. All Alec time Bohm, guys. Midwest, Midwest tough, man. We yeah, were Midwest I tough. Might have been the, I might have been the better college player in that city at the same time. But yeah, Alec true. Bohm actually, actually I did pull been, up your stuff. We're going all over the place, this pod, man. You got Johnny's in Philly, Avery's in fucking Windsor, Miami. Yeah, I don't know why. I Calgary. went to... Uh, Whoever owns the bull and barrel and said, um, um, said for the boys to come out, I was there last night doing beers. So, so you didn't want to DM him? So, you just, I, yeah, I, so forgot just who like, the guy, I forgot who the guy was. I was going to send out a Avery doesn't signal. care about the followers, everyone. Let me just make that clear. I don't think Ava was prepared to get go to a club. By the way, I just want to say this <laughs> the DM, like, I respect our listeners because they treat the gate 14 DMs like a public forum, just <laughs> rant away. Our DMs have been fucking insane. And I if you think I am going to answer every single DM we get now, because I try, Avery knows it. He, he has access to the Instagram. He probably sees it. I answer a lot of the DMs. I try and answer some, I try and answer some too, but yeah, there it's are just so a, many. I just, uh, maybe we should set up, a, instead of a Discord, maybe we should yeah, set just DM up us. a Reddit, a Reddit <laughs> where they can, they can post and then the other fans can see. Cause like, they, you're right. They are. It is literally a Reddit for. Well, we have we DMs. have a Discord, and I think I might make a channel that is like questions for the episode. So oh, that yeah, might that's be a good one. that might be your way to get on a Gate 14 episode, and a way for us to have a little more. Uh, Until we find out how to do voicemails. Voicemails which... is going to be huge for this podcast. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be, be like so post. Funny. It'll be like Mike. Like imagine the voicemails right now. Like. It, well, I got, let's go into it. Let's go into it. I guess. Fuck it. Toronto Blue Jays are cat shit. Uh, 
absolute disaster class. I want to die. I've never been this depressed in my life. Um, there's not really much worse to say about this. I it, Friday, you get absolutely just the offense is, as Frank the Tank says, feeble. Just terrible, terrible offense. Jay split up a two spot on uh, Kyle Gibson. Kyle, shout out Kyle Gibson, who obviously just carved this team. Jay split up a two spot. The 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 Jays with runner and scoring position on this road trip, I believe, in the last five days went. I I don't remember what the stat was, like five for fifty or something along those lines. I don't know what is happening, but this has to be like I mentioned at the start of the episode, Dave. The lowest point it has been for a Blue Jays fan in a long time. Because Vladdy in the clutch has been dog shit. Bobachette did nothing in the clutch today and all the other days. George Springer's grounding into double plays with the bases loaded and no outs or one out, inning ending double plays. This is horrible to watch. Horrible. 2 and 11 in their last 13 against the AL East. So Two and eleven. This is about if this continues for the race series, this could be like a detrimental stretch of baseball because what you need to make up on the east is way easier when you're facing team the teams that you need yes. to make ground on. Like it's mm-hmm. it's happening before your eyes. You don't need to wait for them to lose. You're playing the team. That's how you make up ground. And we have lost a substantial amount of ground at this point. It's it's hilariously bad. And what can you say about runner like not hitting with runners in scoring position? It's how does uh, how is that different from no runners on trying to get on base? To me, that's like home road splits. Like they just it just happens, but I don't understand necessarily why. We could we could come up saying the approach is bad. I think that's kind of a cop out um, to say that because it's the only thing we really know is that we could say the approach is bad and we could look at the numbers and say it's bad as well, but someone's got to step up the team at bats, old school baseball type of thinking. It's got to happen at some point to fucking ground out to second base with a runner on second and none out roll over again. If the infield's back to score runs, not the double in the gaps aren't happening for this team right now. And so you got to fucking find a way to score runs. and They're just not doing that because there's no, we th- we also thought that the team would change, but the offense is very similar for a team last year. Ho- horrible <laughs> with runners in scoring position again, right? I uh, I I couldn't believe some of these. I, I I'm looking at the score app obviously because I I was watching some of the game, but I was really delayed, so I'd be looking at the score app just to kind of cheat for myself, just to see where like what was happening, and then I'd watch it unfold on my phone. These at bats with I I don't know if they're trying like. I don't know how to say this. Like, I don't know if they're just they're pressing or they're just trying to do too much. But you have guys like Vladdy and some, uh, a lot of the people have tweeted at me his stats in late, like after the eighth inning. And this year he's hitting uh, a one below 150 after the eighth inning this year. It's just they're pressing. I mean, you got guys like George Springer hitting into double plays. The base is loaded. When the fuck did that ever happen? When did that ever happen? Like, he's the most clutch player on this team. Usually when you would need a hit, George Springer, the World Series MVP, would come through for you. And now you're looking at this lineup, and every single fan, and Avery, you could back me up on this, JR, you could back me up on this. When the Jays have runners scoring position today, in your mind, you're like, these motherfuckers aren't scoring. 
You you just had that in your mind right off the bat. And when have we ever had to say that? Three for 16 today for our scoring position. And a lot of those hits with our scoring positions today didn't result in runs because they were infield singles. So it's like, there's just no light at the end of the tunnel right now with this offense. And even John Schneider saying like, it, I've had enough. No shit, we've had enough, John Schneider. How do you think the fucking fans feel? It's it's been bad. I it's it's been terrible. I mean, Brandon Belt is second on the team in OPS plus in the month That's of May, great. and Kevin Kiermaier's first. This is where we're at right now. So it is bad runners in scoring position wise. They rank twenty fourth in average with runners in scoring position. So not good. Let's go. Way to runs created plus, um, nineteenth, ninety five below league average runners. Jesus Christ! And then we look at Vlad. It's not that bad. He has his best average with men in scoring position, three sixteen, uh, lowest way to runs created plus of one hundred twenty nine with runners in scoring position. I think it's just, it's just a bad spell that we like to. It's like, oh, woe is me. This is happening, right? Oh, we can't score again. This team has always sucked, and it's we're low pretty low in the league how do you but how do you blame that on a hitting coach that's my thing i don't understand and i i I said a lot of not that no that is a bad thing to say you're allowed to say fire well that's his job is hitting so that's the only guy you can i necessarily put the blame to would be guillermo martinez but like only blaming him and not blaming and let's be clear here avery let's make this very clear what impact does the hitting coach have these guys these you guys could are not professional have a hitting hitters. Coach and your team could be fine, probably. These guys are professional hitters. Do you think Guillermo Martinez is saying to Vladdy, change this up in your swing and Vladdy's going to listen? No, Vladdy knows how to hit. You think he's saying that to Bo Bichette? You think he's saying that to George Springer? It's time we start holding the players accountable and not blaming Guillermo Martinez, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? What are we doing? What a weird hill to die on to blame the hitting coach. So like I think what, he probably the Jays did, fire him. What does that? What does that do? What does that do? do? Do they all of a sudden start hitting? We're in scoring position. If you fire <laughs> Guillermo Martinez, is that is that what happens? Yeah, he he doesn't really change the pitch selection. What we're swinging at, right? Yeah, that's that's great. Because like when the hitters, okay, so like most of them were hot early in the year. Like he's not telling them anything at that point either. So when it's going bad, you got to give it like two weeks till he actually has to step in and, and help with their swings like it's, also it's they're just men, big though. leaguers yeah it's like grown men like i bet you if we asked like 10 major leaguers five of them would say they're they haven't listened to a word their hitting coaches told them and, and a lot of the time the own. hitting coach is just going over what game the, plans yeah, yeah game, game plan. plans of what yeah. the pitcher is gonna throw to the guy he's not like mm-hmm. tweaking a swing a vladi yeah. swing I can I think almost people, guarantee half yeah. of them don't get their swings tweaked in season too. Yeah. Tweaking I bet you your swing in season is a recipe yeah. for disaster. Some people think it's like minor baseball where like your coach is, you know, soft tossing you and just being like, <laughs> hey, let's change that. Let's change your legs there. Let's let's position it's them. It's such a dumb. It's such he definitely a has weird... those type of things because they did the Varsho leg kick thing like but that was when he was struggling for like a month though exactly it's not like like, hey dalton you did this last year let's go back to it yeah that's all he's saying he's not just he's not flipping the ball to varsho and just like holding his hands and teaching him like where to place his hands now like it's such and half of it is probably varsho being like to the pitching coach like hey i think i want to change this and then it's going over 
you know, exactly. Like, okay, exactly. Well, it's a lot it. of the time it's a play, mm-hmm. but the, the, there's been a couple terrible people on Twitter. It's the fire Guillermo Martinez, which like I said, what the fuck's that going to do? <laughs> and it's the, uh, it, it's time for Donnie baseball. And I want to make this very clear. I want to make this as clear as humanly possible. Going from John Schneider to Donnie baseball is one, not an upgrade because Donnie baseball is not a manager for a fucking reason. No team wanted him. There were tons of teams looking for managers, and none of them hired Donnie Baseball. There's a reason he's a fucking bench coach. And two, what does that solve? Don Mattingly is on the bench with John Schneider. I am sure he has at least some discourse with the guy on decisions to be made. It's not all John Schneider. It's him and the coaches around him. Do they think that just Don Mattingly is the second coming of like Lou Pinella or guy Bobby Cox or these Joe Torrey type managers? He's Don fucking Mattingly. He managed the Marlins, one of the worst teams in baseball for a long period of time. What is that going to solve? What is Don Mattingly going to fix for this team? Nothing. <laughs> That's the shit? simple answer. He Don Mattingly being the manager again versus. Uh, John Schneider isn't going to help the team with runners in scoring position. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I don't get it, dude. It's it's just such a, like, those two things are such a weird hill. And then the people that are like, the, the people that are like, oh yeah, they brought in Donnie Baseball here to just kind of look over John Schneider's shoulder. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, what are, it's such a dumb thing to say. It's just such, God, yeah, the so manager annoying. they just gave a three-year deal to they're going to have 95-year-old Don Mattingly take over for yeah, that's a good idea. middle of the season when they go through their, go through a slump. So dumb, dude. But so dumb. The things, this slump can change with a series win against the Rays. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. <laughs> you know thing. the Jays are going to do that, though. You that's know the beautiful thing about baseball is, one, you don't have an off day. Either this is going to spiral out of control where it affects the season greatly, or we're back on track by Thursday. <laughs> that's a, that's the beauty thing of the Toronto Blue Jays. And I called it with the Jays sweeping the fucking Braves after getting embarrassed by the Phillies. Like, this team has the pedigree, has just, I don't know what it is. They might just beat the beat the Rays at Tropicana and just pull us all the way back in. And I mean, here's another though, step. Even though the team stinks at Tropicana, yeah. it's a graveyard for Blue Jays' hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. You got to hope something you, something yeah. good gets done. Toronto Blue Jays had 28 runners left on base this series. <laughs> 28. And two of the games they very well should have won. <laughs> oh, you mean yesterday? Let's go into yesterday's game. Friday's game was a snoozer. No offense. That's just the common theme as of late. Kikuchi yesterday. was okay. What? Kikuchi, Kikuchi was okay. okay. Yeah, that's whatever. It's kind of just you can't be hanging balls to fucking high Mount Castle, especially at the Rogers Center. Yeah. But this is um. Let's go into yesterday's game. Yesterday's game was lost by the manager, the Toronto Blue Jays. That that's, I mean that's that's just what manager forgets how many mound visits he's had, and goes to the mound and is forced to pull his pitcher who he just wanted to talk strategy to and be like, oh shit, this is the second mound visit of the day of of this inning. I got to pull him now. I know it worked out, but what are we doing? How Alec, are, like, Manoa, Alec Manoa had his hand up. He's like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, like, that's crazy. And why that is was... John Schneider? 
I've never seen him come out to talk to a guy. There's a couple things that I have to get peeled by that. Like maybe we'll get an ESPN 30 for 30 on the, the pitching change heard around the world because John Schneider going to the mound to talk strategy is like, was Pete too drunk to go to the fucking mound? Why wasn't <laughs> Pete already gone out? I think he was, yeah, I think he was going out to like, almost like fire him up and be like, do you want this guy? Cause he knew he was just going to say like, yeah, I fucking want him. Well, it worked then, out well. And then he was going to do something where he was going to leave. And then he just fucking realized like, and then he's like, the funniest part, the funniest this part of the that, dumbest shit I've ever done. The funniest part of that entire interaction is John Schneider like walking back, like, yep, great mound visit. And the umpire, like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's two. You got to take him out. And then John Schneider just backpedals like a lost puppy. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I got to take him out. It worked out, obviously. Tim Mays a masterclass per usual. But um, yeah, just, and then it's almost a disaster. Um, like, it's a great play in the outfield. It was almost in the gap. True. Yeah, shut up, Kevin Kiermaier. And then, so then, what he does next after that is two outs. And what does he do? He takes out Eric Swanson with runner on first and second when there's a lefty up for Jordan Romano, who Eric Swanson carves lefties. I don't know how many times we have to continue to say this, Avery. He carves lefties, takes out Eric Swanson, and Romano, you can obviously, devil's advocate, he should be getting these outs. He should have got the out. Gives up a three-run moon bomb and game over. Game over. Jays were dead. They they were a dead dog after that. You keep talking to me about Romano this, Romano that, Avery. He keeps digging himself deeper and deeper into that hole, brother. This is three collapses in a three-week, or maybe less than a three-week span. Like 10, 11 days, he's had three collapses. He can't hold a three-run fucking lead? What? What the fuck? Inherited runners. That's that's just a crazy spin zone. He can't he can't he can't hold the three run lead, Avery. Well, he he didn't give up three runs. He had one run. Okay. But like I'm gotta saying keep the, gotta keep the ball in the yard. He didn't do that. Did not do that. He did it's, absolutely did not do that. And then you know what? It's like what like he just has no confidence. I mean, we saw it in the Braves. We we said he was back, but like yesterday was terrible. He looked ass. It just you it's, can't be doing something. that against division teams, man. It is something he does, though. I maybe I I think I said that that I kind of feel that way as as well with him sometimes. When he's on, he's very very good, and when he's off, you can kind of feel it right away. Um, I I think I said that when we talked when I was in Miami as well. But the numbers show he's a very good pitcher. Um, and sometimes the real life doesn't work out. It, and again, he looks like what? Just one run again. So uh, the numbers are going to be fine for him after that. Not true. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Did. So I actually talked, I DM'd our guy Quinn, LFG Brentford now, used to be LFG Blue Jays. And I said to him, when Jordan Romano pitches bad, he's not from Canada, he's from Italy. That's Jordan Romano from Italy. When he pitches good, he's Jordan Romano from Canada. That's the discourse we've been kind of starting now. It's like, there goes that Italian again, man. You can never trust that Italian. But when he's pitching good, it's like, that's Jordan Romano from Markham, Ontario. That's that's the discourse that we should be starting here with Jordan Romano because that game yesterday, nine runners left on base, and then today they had 12, which is holy shit. That's a lot of runners left on base. But, yeah, it's just... Uh, Yesterday's game was a disaster. I mean, you score five runs, you should win a baseball game. 
obviously. That's just not even really a hot take. Jays put up a five spot. And that, losing but, that's what happens when you get to like Cano and Batista in the back of a pen. Guys who just throw absolute fucking fuzz and 93 mile an hour change ups and splitters from hell. Um, and Dalton Varsho doesn't want to lay off a high fastball. Kirk can't lay Varno off. show. Dalton Varno show. Yeah, I'm sad. <laughs> sad to hear He's that. really bad right now. <laughs> He's fucking terrible right now, bro. And I'm then, not so Dalton Varsho, another questionable lineup decision. Dalton Varsho crushes cutters. He did it last year. I don't know how good it is this season. And then Dean Kramer throws a shitty cutter and he's out of the lineup. It's like some of these things just need to make a little more sense. And the real life of managing people and injuries and rest and analytics don't seem to go hand in hand right now. Yeah. It's just far Guillermo. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, that game, Alec Manoa was decent, really good bounce back spot for him. Five and two thirds, two earned runs, clean. That uh, you, that'll that'll put you in a spot to win a baseball game, right? Five yep. innings, two runs, quality. That's in my mind, it's a quality start. Well, he and, was five uh, and two thirds, right? Should have got. Yeah, so he was one out away from a quality start. Um, but yeah, no, that was a good start from Manoa. Um, and I want to make this very clear, and I'm not saying this because Eric Swanson's our guy and stuff like that. When you have to continue to overwork a bullpen because you're starting pitchers like Kikuchi go four innings, Manoa goes four innings, guys are getting shelled really early and getting taken out early, you're going to have to overwork guys like Eric Swanson, and it's good. there is going to be some sort of regression like there has been for him in the last week, right? I mean, he's thrown in high leverage situations, and same with Garcia as well. Garcia threw yesterday and today, and today was just, I don't even really call that pitching, but... Um, it was just, yeah, it's just, you're going to overthrow these bullpen guys when your team can't separate leads, right? The Jays haven't had that ability to have a lead like five, two yesterday and step on a team's throat and make it seven two eight two, where it's just impossible to come back with the Jays haven't been able to do that. So that's, what's going to happen when your team and your offense is scuffling and you're not able to just separate these leads. So you could throw bums like Trevor Richards or other guys like that, right? That's what's going to happen. So from March 30th to April 13th, Eric Swanson allowed five earned runs. Mm -hmm. From April 16th to April 20th, Eric Swanson has allowed six earned runs. Wow. Some may say overuse, right? So the week from hell has continued. Um, it just it's never guy, ending. it's never ending it's absolutely it just it seems like it's never gonna end but yeah yesterday's game was just again it's just uh, we can't keep just kicking a dead horse it's it's the runners and scoring positions great stuff. teams find a way to win man and i'm so tired of the people saying it, like the people with the it's early shaming and like it's early it's early you gotta understand last year fine you can get away with saying oh it's early it's early it's early now you can't really, with the minimal amount of games you play the AL East, this is going to affect this team a shit ton when it comes to September and October, and there's a tiebreaker and it goes to head-to-head against the AL East or whatever. Like, we we stop shaming people and saying it's early, it's early, it's early. It's not. You don't have as many games against your own fucking division. 
So why do you just try to harp on people and just try to act like you know ball by saying it's only May? I don't care if it's April. Losing a series, getting swept in a series against the Orioles where you have Gossman pitching and Manoa pitching, obviously he's been scuffling, and lose two out of the three when you leave 28 runners on base? Of course we're going to be mad about that. Like, wh- wh- why do people are, like, gatekeeping being angry about this type of stuff? I don't get it. It's not early. Yeah, the, the positivity outlook for the team shouldn't shouldn't really be there right now. It, it's when we need to win, we haven't really won. Mm-hmm. So, again, yeah, a sweep, been... a series win against the Rays changes the dynamic, but that's when it's like, okay, you're playing better baseball. You can be positive for a team playing playing well. And they're not yeah, playing and, well and right now, thing, so there's not much to be too uh, too happy about. We're in last fucking is, last place. And the thing also is, Avery, is like what I don't get is is like when other teams struggle, they aren't struggling like the Toronto Blue Jays. They're not leaving 29 runners on base. Their top of their lineup are consistently, consistently grounding into double plays. And then you got Calvin Biggio over sliding second base and Boba Shet trying to be Ricky, Ricky Henderson stealing bases, getting thrown out by a thousand feet. This doesn't happen to other teams. <laughs> That's where I think you're wrong. I think every team who struggles you goes genuinely through do think teams go through a stretch like this where the their highest weighted runs created plus players for a, an entire month are two guys above the age of 33 years old. You think other teams <laughs> well, that, do that? That's dependent on rosters built of guys over the age of 33. Okay, it's, but... again, it's it's the same with closers, and I know it's it's so fucking frustrating, unbelievably frustrating. But teams who struggle to win games go through stretches like this, man. Where I just think it's different, like with this team. I don't but, know. But that's because you're a leave. fan of the Blue Jays. We're all fans <laughs> of the Blue Jays. It feels like the world's falling down, and the Oakland A's go through this every single day for a full season. The Oakland A's <laughs> also aren't like they're owner yeah. or GM like Ross Atkinson to say like I'm constructing a lineup that's more serious that can compete more the, what, look at what, the Padres though the Padres well the Padres no that that writing was in the sand though they always have had a dog shit bottom of the order look but at I the mean, bottom from, of the order and look like, at the bottom of the Jays order it's, it's yeah, way different but uh in terms of just though like team outlook like that team should be way better than what they're performing right now the so Padres. the Blue Jays are close to the bottom of the league and grounding into double plays hmm. the blue jays are also negative johnny's back because like i said positive johnny's dead until the jays win two games in a row i don't know when that will happen 15 15 middle of the pack middle of the pack okay yeah the jays also average the most runners left in scoring position in baseball they're they're the most they average over four runners left in scoring position a game the next team is the Phillies at 387. The Jays are 4.14 runners on second, leaving runners in scoring position every game. That If that's not alarming, because that's over an entire sample size of a season, right? Mm-hmm. If that's not alarming, I don't know what is, Avery. At some point, you got to have that discussion. Like, can this team but then what, in the club? Like what? How do you fix runners in that? Yeah, because there's no way that that your hitter, you just your hitters are supposed to do what they're fucking paid to do, and they're not this and year. I think I think we can get mad at them for that as we are right now. Yeah, a lot yeah, of I people got... are talking about uh, Vlad's contract. I've noticed, like a He's lot losing of losing people... a shit ton of money. I'll tell you yeah. that for free. 
He's losing a shit ton of money. His weighted runs created plus is like 130, and a guy with that weighted runs created plus isn't going to get 300 million. It has to be in like the 150, 160 range to be getting paid like that. And he, he, like I said, again, you had yesterday first and second, bottom of the ninth for your two, three, four guys, and you don't score. It's, it, it, it's, it's all of this shit. Like, that's what I'm saying. This is one of the worst stretches I can remember. This is terrible to watch because you, you're, you, ha- you don't even have false hope, at least before you had false hope when there's runners scoring because you're like, oh, maybe the Jays score these guys. Now, as a viewer, as you're watching every game, runner first and second, no outs for the Blue Jays. You're like, how are they going to not score now? What What's the weird way they're going to mix in not scoring a run right now? How are they going to do that? That That's where we're at right now, Avery. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't totally disagree with you. It's it's unfortunate, but again, yeah. baseball. Tomorrow, we can score fifty runs tomorrow, <laughs> and this kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. And that's it's ball. Fresh, and it's fresh slate. As my okay. buddy YJ says, that's ball. That's absolute ball. Um, let's go into let's go into today's game. Uh. Kevin Gossman, if I'm Kevin Gossman, I feel like we say this every podcast. I'm going to find the leaderboards. I am going into the dugout or the clubhouse after every game I pitch and bitch slapping the entire offense every single time. This dude went eight innings today, Avery. Eight innings. Okay. They two earned runs. Too. Eight innings, two earned runs, and he got a no decision again. <laughs> What the fuck, man? I fuck. I can't. I don't know what what is happening, man. Every start with this guy, he can't get a go. He can't get any run support. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I would bitch slap every single guy in this locker room if I'm Kevin Gossman. I don't know how he has a level head. I don't know how he keeps saying he's got to be sick to his stomach when As he watches of- what. The- as major league pitchers with at least five starts this season, Kevin Gosman ranks ninth in least amount of run support. Oh my god! With this lineup, that is so bad, bro. And he's four and five, averaging three runs of run support a game. This guy's got to be sick. He has got to be sick to his stomach. And you know what's well, bad? Might have been, see- this might not even be updated because I think. His 10th start should have been today, probably. Yeah, it was his 10th start today. Because I think Alec Manoa has 10 starts. Yeah, that's not updated. So we'll say we'll say top five, just to add some irony, add, add some uh, drama to this. Yeah, but no, yeah, he's it's number one now. Yeah, he's number one now. It's just, it's bad. And then another thing that they wasted, Nate Pearson comes in the game in the ninth and puts his balls on the table and just shoves. Goes, th- like, gives up a leadoff double. Strike, I think it was like a pop-out strikeout and then a ground. It was something along those lines. And it's like, he's touchy, sitting 98. He hit 101 today, I believe. It's like, holy shit. Like, the bullpen did what they had to do when the starter did what they had to do. And the offense leaves 12 runners on base today. 12. Like, when is it going to end? I'm sick, man. And then, like, extra, you don't even score a run in extra innings, too. Like, I know they... Jimmy Garcia got shelled, but like <laughs> you don't even you don't even score a run on second. It just they they didn't like. It's bad to watch right now, man. And 
I cannot wait for this shit to be over. I can't wait to just feel what it's like to just have an offense that's good again. That just hits a runner scoring position that does what they did in the in the Braves series. <laughs> that's what a week ago. Right? Like watching this team feels like a like a job that you hate when they play like this. It's a toxic ex girl. It's like Ronnie and Jay Wow or Ronnie and Sam from the Jersey Shore. That was where I that's that's what I compared it to today on Twitter. It's just the most toxic relationship ever. It's terrible to watch. And when the good's the good, my God, is it good? It is so fun to root for this team when you got sex you'll ever have. It's the best sex you'll ever have. And then when it's bad, it's you guys are fighting and you don't even sleep in the same bed. You're on the couch. That's what it is with the Toronto Blue Jays. Someone clipped that. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's tough to watch. I don't I want it to end. I'm praying for it to end. And just when you think it can bounce back, they got Tampa race at Tropicana tomorrow. Um, a, t- a team that's also scuffling a little bit too. So kind of just two dog shit teams going back to back, struggling teams. I got a weird feeling the Jays win this series and pull us back in. It's a four game series. I've three three of four is 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 a real possibility for this in my mind. I'm thinking, but before we go into that series though, I want to say this: Calvin Biggio, I I can't believe this. He is, we are still having the Kevin, we started this podcast 14 months ago and we were talking about how bad he is 14 months ago. We are still having this conversation with this guy. He can't base for, he overslid a base like he's playing on the turf at Canisius College and he's oversliding. And what are you doing, dude? How does this do? Avery, I'm going to give you a guess. What do you think Calvin Biggio's weighted runs created plus is in the month of May? Oh shit! I don't even remember him getting a hit. Um, <laughs> positive or negative? Positive. Eighteen. His weighted runs created plus just got into preschool. It is five. His <laughs> weighted runs created plus is five in the month of May. Five. That's where we're at. <laughs> and this dude can't slot. He can't fucking slide base run he can't do anything now he can't get out of his own way what what i when know bad for him it, it goes really bad sadly but he's a 28 year old he's not a kid anymore we can't be babying him i'm ready for the aaron hicks era are you avery yeah i'm ready <laughs> you avery, aaron hicks and blue jay blue just dominating the yankees one last hoorah i mean to I... be to be fair Gavin Biggio's had a better month than uh, than last month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where was it here? March and April, he hit 111. In May, he's hitting 176. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good, Kevin. Jesus Christ, bro. Way to run to create a plus of 17 last month. <laughs> 17? <laughs> That is so bad. He has a way to run career plus of 14 this season. <laughs> and all right, so let's go on, let's go into this next series. Um, can I can I can I say something that yeah. I texted you guys today? Mm-hmm. I think it would be our biggest episode of all time. The Toronto Blue Jays play the New York Mets Friday, June 2nd. Should I That's should I reach out to Frank? He follows me. Frank the Tank on the Gate 14 podcast, <laughs> if both of our teams are playing like shit, would do insane numbers. Him calling Adam Ottavino 
Adam out the lead go <laughs> is the greatest nickname I have ever heard in my life. Adam out the lead go. <laughs> and he says most... it so quickly. It sounds seamless. <laughs> well, how was he on your podcast? He was just scrambled that like it was impossible to keep a conversation going. He would just continue to change the subject and talk over. And it, it was electric though. I will say that, but <laughs> it, it should would... be like a 30 minute interview. But, yeah. and then we could because you, you can all, I can all, I, 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 I like the interview I did with him was only like 40 minutes I can only take him in doses so the interview was like yeah it was like a really short interview but yeah that, that would be all time let's go into the race series Jay's got to bounce back playing at Tropicana pitching matchups don't like this tomorrow the hound on the mound saves the season again Chris Bassett versus Tory Kelly is that his name Avery Tyler Kelly I don't know who it is Chris Bassett <laughs> Versus Kelly tomorrow. That's a good matchup. Barrios versus Bradley. And then Kikuchi versus McClendon. (laughs) Oh, holy fuck. Oh, God. Wednesday is going to be a nightmare. Wednesday is going to be a nightmare. I don't know who's going Thursday, though. Uh, I'm assuming it'll probably be Gossman, right? No, Manoa. Sorry. Manoa will be going on Thursday. Um, I'm going to say Jays win the series. Just me knowing the Toronto Blue Jays. They will lose a series to the Orioles and somehow beat the best team in the division. That's just what they do. That's what the Toronto Blue Jays have been doing my entire life. They win games they have no business winning, and they lose games they have no business losing. So that's why I'm going to say the Jays win the series 3-1. to one. That's what's going to happen. That would be awesome. I'll go split. Um, I think we'd be okay with a split, but it can't. <laughs> you can't lose the first two. Or else, God. Because then you got McClanahan on West. Yeah. But that's yeah. what happens. You lo- you'd lose to Trevor Kelly uh, somehow, and then uh, then he'd beat Shane McClanahan. Trevor yep. Kelly also he's gonna go like two innings. I think he's just an opener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know who he was, but uh, yeah. No, this is uh, this is this is a this is a big series, folks. They gotta they gotta they gotta grab ground again. I mean, fuck, one and or what was it? What did I say? Two and thirteen or two and eleven against division opponents in the last thirteen games? Not great, not great, Bob. Jared, uh, save the season. What are the Jays doing this in this uh, this series against the Rays? Give us your prediction. You're probably you're pretty good usually. I like a split here. I think McClanahan against Kikuchi is like, I mean, it's like an atomic bomb versus a baby. We can offer bomb 30 baby free me. shirts, and we would be pretty safe with that bet of offering 30 free shirts. So, <laughs> said the Jays, yeah. Johnny, you need to burn your pants when you get back, by the way. Sure, I could do that. Burn, um, sacrifice, burn, I'll sacrifice burn what his pants? His, his baseball pants? or just Yeah, the baseball pants, pants from the game. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, I no, I like to. split. I like split here. I think it, it needs to be a split. Are you happy with a split, though? I'm happy yeah. with a split. I mean, the Rays Gaining are... no ground on anything? That's really what but that like, would based be. Based off how desperate we are right now, I think we'd be happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, based off the situation, I think like a split is obviously, I think, worst case here. If we, yeah, you know, like I'd take a split and I wouldn't be mad. I'd say, I'd say, like, fuck, okay, we got out of that series not getting swept. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, all right, we'll see what happens here, man. I make this. this I I just always feel like just terrible going into Tropicana. I don't know what it is. Maybe because the Jays are dog shit there. Maybe because that field sucks, asshole. Yeah, it's the worst field <laughs> on the planet. But yeah, it's good to have the boys back together. I'll be driving back Tuesday morning, so stream will be Tuesday night. Back boys are back at it Tuesday night on the streams. Back to the basement. Um, 
yeah good week uh let's I have a good to let week. you know i'm 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 happy when you're back in the basement like that's need it content wise great get the clip probably get the yeah that's fucking the streams man i there hasn't been when's the last time we guess stream wednesday wednesday when they won oh <laughs> so <laughs> summer's day uh that just uh that just opened a whole new can of worms now me saying the last time they won was when we streamed uh yeah that's not great but but uh yeah anyways love you guys um the band's back together jr's back the boys Jared, are back. nice to have you man that that's nice, yeah nice to have jr back. setup nice. looks nice man nice little batch Buddy, i'm just i'm working it right now it's hurting the bank account but i'm fucking working it you know <laughs> there he goes there goes that man as always man i just wanted to say uh uh, if it wasn't for all the listeners, and I know I tweeted this, all type of stuff, we wouldn't be able to do this cool shit. You guys interact with us, always just pumping our stuff, always DMing us how much you love the guy, like love us and all that type of stuff. It doesn't go out noticed. It doesn't go unnoticed. And uh, it, I, I really do enjoy like this this community we got going and all the listeners that we have and stuff like that because it makes it makes these stretches like this still fun because of the funny memes and the funny tweets and all the type of stuff that comes from it. It just, it makes it better because we're not going through it alone. We're going through with all the listeners and all the fans and all the gate 14 riders, stuff like that. So I just wanted to say that and they will turn this around. I don't know when I hope it's this series. If it's not, we'll talk to you guys Thursday. Love you guys. Gate 14 forever.